0: welcome back to a sort of star wars book club book with matt Lehman. hello welcome back to the show matt thanks for having me we are on chapter 10 of red rising by pierce brown oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and it is <laughs> called the carver the carver we don't know what that means. Uh, we have heard Carver a few times at least once before when I talk about the um pit vipers were they carved? Uh, yeah something was carved No the, the uh, spider silk spiders oh, the silk worms the spider worms silk silky spiders so spider worms spider of of silk, silk. <laughs> Shelob <laughs> Yes, there were, yeah, whatever those things were that made the silk. Spider worms. I mean, were they spider worms? Is that what they were called? I don't know. What were they called? Were they silk worms? But that's like the real thing. They're ligers. (laughs) Let's just take two animals and combine them. (laughs) All right. My notes here. So many notes. So many notes. Um. Okay. Chapter ten, the Carver. Oh, I forgot my plot analysis for last chapter. What was it? We're not on last chapter. Yeah, but I should say it anyways. <laughs> Darrow finds out the truth. <laughs> In case you missed that, last chapter. <laughs> <It's> so helpful. <laughs> this chapter's plot uh, breakdown is. Um, I didn't write it. <laughs> <laughs> they um, meet the Carver. Yeah, I think this was like getting late at night, and I because my handwriting is getting worse. They like, um, fall asleep and it like trails yeah, off. It's just like it's very, very lazy writing here in this on these notes. Um, but one thing I noted right away was Darrow realizes how small he is um, once he starts to like really get into the city. Um, there's actually a little part here where he says, I am a speck. A thousand cities span the face of Mars. Metal behemoths sail between the planets and fleets carrying weapons that can crack the mantle of a moon. And here's where we get a little bit about the society, how it's set up. Um, on distant Luna, which is the moon, uh, buildings rise seven miles high. How much? How far is it from the moon to Earth? <laughs> More than seven miles. <laughs> I feel like it could almost be like that one in Star Wars, where like the two asteroids have like the buildings in between them. It's like two hundred and eighty thousand miles between <laughs> the Earth. And- a little space there. <laughs> they got a little ways to go. Um, <laughs> not very good at geography, astrology. Uh, so there, the Sovereign Council, Octavia Loon, which is like the ruler of everything. Rules with her. Iron fist. <laughs> oh, sorry. How do you say this word? I-M-P-E-R-A-T-O-R-S. Imperator? Imperators? Mm-hmm. Imperators. Okay. The audible says Imperators. <laughs> I'm like, is that just like the english she way, to, like <laughs> irish way to say it? Imperators. <laughs> And like it's Al- like saying like aluminium or, yeah, or aluminium, <laughs> aluminium, like your car instead of a distributor XYZ a <laughs> distributor. That's what and they, they call a carburetor, a carburetor, <laughs> like a <laughs> Nissan 370Z. Yes, <laughs> just like that. That's from yeah. um, Top Gear and Praetors. I guess that's how you say that. Yep. Uh, I don't know what they are, but they're people who like are in charge of ships, I think. Yeah, it's based off of um, Roman. Um, oh, Navy. Actually I think it's the military. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um so you would have praetors and imperators that would um be in charge of certain units. You know, I don't know, you know, what it is. Obviously it's not like a centurion. That's pretty simple to know. He's in charge of a hundred guys. Oh. Yeah, you know that's what I mean? true. But yeah. so I think that they but they were in charge of, you know, like legions or, you know, something like that. So Um and I think, well, I I should say too. I think one was more political in nature. Oh, uh, okay. I think a praetor is more political, and then an imperator is more military. But I, I think that's what I think, but I don't know for sure. Okay. And yeah, I I remember reading this the first time. I kept kept getting mixed up on what was what. Um, and then once they go to school, they have proctors, which I guess is like a common word, but in here we just say teachers. And I'm like Praetor, Proctor, mm-hmm. Imperator, like they're all like running together. Um, so under Octavia Loon is the Imperators and the Praetors. And the Ash Lord who made the world of Rhea Cinders is her minion, whatever that means. And she controls the 12 Olympic Knights. We don't know what that is legions of peerless scarred which i think we've mentioned that before they're like the ultimate ultimate highest golds mm-hmm. and obsidians as innumerous as the stars so obsidians are like huge soldiers right they have what eight ha- eight fingers on a hand yeah like that. they're made for war and those obsidians are only the elite so um here's where we get into some more of the colors um He talks about the gray soldiers uh, prowl the cities, ensuring obedience. The The whites arbitrate their justice and push their philosophy. Pinks pleasure and serve the high colors. Silvers count and manipulate currency. Yellows study medicine. Greens develop technology. Blue navigates the stars. Copper run the bureaucracy. Every color has a purpose and then he says and every color props up the golds. So it's almost like the golds don't have to really do anything. They're just there to be served. I guess the imperators and the praetors are in charge like you said. Mm-hmm. But I get I get the feeling it's one of those things that like yes, you might be a praetor or an imperator imperator. But <laughs> but like someone under you is actually doing the stuff. You're just kind of like the guy at the very top that's like, if there's a big issue, then you get involved. But other than that, most of the time, you're just sitting back collecting the benefits right. while everybody else under you does all the work. Right. Kind of like yeah. how you never see like the emperor at the front of his uh, superstar destroyer being like, turn left. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hang hey, a Louie! <laughs> at that black hole, turn to left. It's just three clicks up there. The diner. Dexas. We're going to Texas. Who wants pancakes? I want some Jawa, Jawa juice. juice. <laughs> oh, man, look at that. Anyone want some Jawa juice? Right, fixed it. No, I, I think. You know, I, I do... I mean, and they talk about this a little bit later in this chapter when they're talking to the Carver. Right. Um, and he said... I mean, yes, they're, in some respects, they have everybody do everything for them. But you." we find out later in this chapter that they just don't sit around on, and get soft. Oh, um, right. And... And so I, I think that in some ways you, those, those would be bra, No, what do they call those? Um, um, I was gonna say pixies. Bronze. Pixies. Pixies are the ones that are like the the like Pliny. or Pliny is he a pixie? Uh, I can't remember, but I don't remember the name. But I, pixies are the ones that are just kind of like enjoy life of being a gold, right? And the bronzies are the ones that kind of are I thought they they're were like gold old golds like well they're kin- gold but they they don't they're not like peerless scarred or they're mm. from a lesser family. Okay. Um that sort of thing. Yeah. Just off gold a little bit. Right. Yeah. You know, like if be like you're if you're the third cousin of <laughs> the Kino. king. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. Like right. maybe even more maybe even further than that. Okay. But it's like Yeah. Yeah. So all these shades of the colors. Right. But Peerless Scarred is the best of the best of the best. At one point, uh, Darrow says, I'm a hell diver of Lycos. What am I compared to all this? And he's saying that because um, they keep talking about his mission, but they don't say what his mission is yet. He says, like, they've told me my mission, and I laughed when they told it to me because I'm nothing. Mm-hmm. And at another point he says, like why have you chosen this mission for me just give me a bomb or something and I'll blow something up. Like he doesn't want this big mission that they have for him. Right. Um, and they talk about the carving um, that he's, that they're planning for him to do. And I don't know how much he knows about it, but they say like um, how many people have done this before me? Mm-hmm. Cause it sounds so crazy. Uh, this carving and they're very like Pierce Brown is very vague on what these things are right now um and he said well 97 people have gone through the carving and he's like well what happened to them he said well they all either died or asked for death i love how he adds that or asked for death like he could have just said they died and that would have been like oh okay well but when they when someone asks for death it's like okay that's like horrible that's really bad it's not just like a experiment gone wrong it's like torture right yeah yep um Yeah. So they go to um, find this person called the carver, and they do all this stuff to um, Darrow to make him look like a high red. So he is just learning the difference between a low red and a high red. High reds, like you said, are sanitation workers, basically. They're like kind of the lowest color of what you see on the surface of Mars. Right. Yeah. Low reds work under the surface, called rusters. Yeah. They're like the lowest of the low. Right. Um and the title of the book is Red Rising. See, Ooh. see there. I see. It. <laughs> and um so they do all this stuff to Darrow. They uh put dye in his hair, they put something in his on his sigils to make them brighter. Right. They put him in certain clothes, they do all this stuff, and he's like, they do all this to just make me look like a high red. Right. Like it's just like he goes through all these steps and he's just one step above what he was before. Right. Yeah. When I, I, yeah, I guess it was like, okay, I can't be can't be kind of uh, rusty red. I need to be a bright red. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of funny to think. Um, and um, they're walking through the city and it sounds, again, like, like you see in other movies, futuristic type movies, where I think of um, that show Altered Carbon. Is that what mm-hmm. it was? yeah like it felt very much like that where like there's really fancy and then you get into like certain parts where it's like very like scummy, right you know like there's no modesty, you know, sex everywhere right um he talks about seeing like people for sale in windows, you know, and he gets like very embarrassed and um as you're walking, like certain colors had like moving walkways, and whatever like if they're a higher color than you, then all the like Um, advertisements and all the like TVs around is how I picture it. Like, change to whatever they want to watch. Yeah, whether you're looking at it or not, just changes. Kind of like in, uh, do you remember Minority Report? I think it was Minority Report where they the advertisement billboards or whatever scan your eyes and uh based on that, they know what you bought and stuff like that. And then the advertisements pop up, right? That are catered to you. So I think that's a little bit what I was. Thinking too. And I thought it was interesting too. I talked about like they have to walk on this little path, you know, but then like a, was it a bronze that was next to them or? Yeah. It was somebody. Copper. I think it was a copper, you know, had a bigger path, a wider path that that she could walk on. Right. Right. And stuff like that. Yeah. But I don't know if it's in this chapter or a different one where they talk about how like the Reds can't go any higher. Right. Any color can go lower. Like right. there are areas that reds can't go into, but golds can go wherever they want. Right. Um, so it's like a very, what do you call that? Double standard. standard. Double yep. standard. He talks about this one part. There's a uh, Tolkien reference. Did you catch it? I did. Nice. Askilioth. Yes. So uh, I, I read that and I'm like, why is that familiar? That's not a real place, right? And like I'm like, that sounds so familiar. And I actually Googled it. I was like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, He talks about, he goes by this one store and he said, "Uh, there's some stores selling a month of alternate reality in an hour's time for a week's wages. So that was really weird. It's like something (laughs) you've seen, like Black Mirror or. Yeah. What was that other book we read? Eye of Minds or something. Uh, Yeah. Anything with like a hollow net. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was like. That was yeah was like that was this is like some sort of like weird word game that you do in middle schools like right so he gets a month's worth of VR in an hour for a week's wages the train is going <laughs> yeah, east exactly. what color is the smoke blowing I'm like wait a minute <laughs> none because you don't bury the survivors yeah. <laughs> Exactly. (laughs) It's like some sort of like crazy word like (laughs) problem or something. Um, yeah. So that was interesting. A month of alternate reality in an hour's time for weeks' wages. So it is interesting to think like we'll probably get to that at some point where you get so like you can put on this headset and this like sensors on your body, whatever, and you get totally transported to another world. And it might seem there like you've been there for a month, but you've actually it's actually only been an hour. But you got to think, like, how is that, like, can you imagine living an entire month? So think about the month, we just finished February. So think of all the things that you've done in February. Yeah. And all that was fake. Yeah. And then, <laughs> it, and then it's like an hour has passed. Be like. Life like, goes so slow. Oh, yeah. I feel like you would be, you'd feel like if you kept doing that. I feel like at the end of your life, you'd feel like you're like 180 or something like that. You know what I mean? I feel like that is basically what Eye of Minds was, right? I've spent two months since I read it. Yeah, that was a weird one. Who was the author? The one that did uh, Maze Runner? It might have been. Anyways. Yeah. Well, I I got that one confused with another one I read shortly after that was like the same thing where you went into multiple dimensions, so... Yep. Anyways, yes, uh, it'll be interesting oh, to see. Oh, we didn't even get that... to the reference. Uh, the, Tol- the Tolkien reference, yeah, he said, um, they suggested for me to take a trip to some place called Osgiliath. Yep. Um, yeah, which I thought was funny. So in this book, reality, Tolkien exists. Yeah, that's true. So this is future. This is real. <laughs> this is what's gonna this legitimizes in- this. Yeah. <laughs> the tolkien (laughs) reference legitimizes this as a (laughs) as a prediction of the future (laughs) um yeah what else is going on in this chapter um now i want to know what osculiath was because i think it was the city outside of i think it was the i thought it was the city where what's his name almost burns faramir and then kills himself is that not right i didn't actually read what i found on Google. Oth- I- yeah, this is what I thought it was. Osgiliath Oth- is the capital city of Gondor. Okay. So if you remember oh when, oh, oh, oh when they like bring that guy out of his stupor. Warm tongue. Is no. that Osgiliath? Oth- Oth- no. That was that was the Roharim. That yeah. was but that was I can't remember the city that that was called. That was the Riders of right. Rohan. That yeah. was um that Gondor is the um of men whatever you know their their country of men right and it was a city that was built across a river um so if you remember in the movies i like need that's to see a the, picture the, of oscille do you remember in the in the movies they that's where the um orcs invaded oh, from oh and is that when what's his name goes up on that or Farmir was Farmir helps defend it, and that's, that's where Frodo meets Farmir. Yeah, and Frodo holds up the ring. To oh, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which wasn't in the book, but that's Osgiliath yeah. because it was like it was destroyed and ruined. Okay, and then they moved the capital of Gondor to that the big um, Minas Tirith, which is okay. So Minas Tirith is where the guy runs off the end, right? Faramir's dad. Yeah, Denathor. Denethor. Yeah. Are we talking about Lord of the Rings? Or- <laughs> well, Red <Rising>. Star Wars. <laughs> oh, <okay>. Texas Diner. <laughs> Is this Granny oh. Shifting? Yeah, could be. <laughs> so you take a left on to uh, Toretto Drive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're You're down th- to Toretto's Market and grab a tuna sandwich. If you... <laughs> if you want to be podcasting for the rest of your life do the extended edition minute by minute of the lord of the rings <laughs> there is a that podcast exists already just so you know um they, they long, started eight years ago <laughs> they're I don't just know if they're, now finishing they're, up they're but... in return of the king now i don't know if they did the extended edition but they're definitely doing minute by minute lord of the rings but there's more minutes of uh, fast and furious is Another there article. there has to be uh, I don't know <laughs> I guess it depends on how much you go into Lord of the Rings if you do the Hobbit and everything that's true hey Siri how many minutes of fast and furious movies are there Siri's always so helpful here fast and oh here are the fast and oh, furious movies there they are thank you so much well someone we'll, do the we'll research do, to get yeah, back to we'll, us on that we'll do that off <laughs> Off casting. Because you can watch, what are the extended editions? Four hours? I think the Return of the King pushes five. Okay. So that's eight and five is 13. It's only 13 hours. I know. it was probably more Fast It's only six, Fast and Furious. Fast and, furious. <laughs> and there's Nine, seven, eight. eight. Well, Hobbs and Shaw doesn't count. Hobbs and Shaw does not count. <laughs> <laughs> If that's, that's the case... That's like saying The Hobbit is a Lord of the Rings movie. No, no, no. That's like saying that... Rogue One. Solo and Rogue One are not Star Wars. They're not the Skywalker saga. <laughs> Hobson Shaw doesn't even have Toretto or Paul Walker. So, it doesn't... Yeah. No. No. Sorry. No. Um, okay. So, the whole point of this chapter... Oh, wow, we got sidetracked. It's <laughs> to meet the carver, which we find out at the end. So the carvers are or this one, I guess most of them are violets. Violets are creatives. Yeah. Peep, purple. Yeah. Whereas so, my young daughter used to say people. <laughs> he also oh, earlier he talks about very um hunger games type of things with like he talks a lot about uh seeing people with body modifications and um what is he like called a brown mod muscles. job? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> This guy has, like, uh, gems in his eyes or something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. He has rubies. Yeah. Rubies (laughs) in his eyes. Um, It would hurt to blink. Yeah, that would. (laughs) Can you imagine, like. (laughs) Oh, and he's got some, like, super sniffer. Sorry. Go ahead. Can you imagine, like, if Ross got those? Remember how hard he rubbed his eyes? (laughs) He, like, scratches My brother, Ross, (laughs) likes to scratch his corneas. (laughs) (laughs) He would with rubies (laughs) in them. Yeah. <laughs> um and so they go to this club where they're meeting this uh carver they're supposed to meet this carver there and darrow doesn't really have a clue what's going on he's just like along for the ride at this point taking in everything yep um and so they try to get in this club and the bouncer is like no he is dying his hair i'm gonna let you guys in this is suspicious and Dancer's like, well, you're gonna let us in because I'm here to see Mickey and Harmony has a bomb strapped to her. And he's like, okay, I'll let you in. <laughs> you guys hey, going be like, oh, maybe you don't want to come in here. <laughs> um, but yeah, he lets him in and they go in and they meet Mickey. Um, oh boy. <laughs> Hi, you kids. <laughs> Hi, Mickey. <laughs> this is my clubhouse. <laughs> it's Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Come inside, dog. it's fun inside. We got ears. <laughs> <laughs> say cheers. It's a different hot Mickey. Hot dog, hot dog, hot <laughs> dog. It's a different Mickey. Oh, okay. know, there's Mickey and there's Donald and there's Daisy. <laughs> yeah. Um, He did say he has an entourage. So. He does have an entourage. But his entourage <laughs> is very strange. Yes. Um, a lot of body modifications. I forget how much they go into detail about. Well, one has wings. Yes. That's... um. But we find out her name later. Um and so they're talking to Mickey, and Mickey and uh Dancer don't seem to really like each other. Um uh, well Mickey doesn't seem to Dancer doesn't seem to like Mickey. Which I don't know why. I kept getting these people mixed up in the book. Like <laughs> later on when they talk about Mickey, I have to think about it. okay, was Mickey the one in charge of the Reds or was Mickey the <laughs> Carver? Anyways, I don't know. I kept for some reason I always got them mixed up. Um and uh so basically, they're telling Mickey, "Hey, we have a job for you. See this young lad right here? Uh, we want to turn him into a gold." That's like the very end of the chapter mm-hmm. um, they have they brought a box for Mickey, and we don't know what's in it until he dumps the contents out onto the table right and they're two gold sigils, yeah, which, as far as we knew, no, sigils are like a part of your body, right. Um, so for them to be removed seems very strange. Well, when we talked about that, we talked about what we thought they looked like when it said that they were kind of like raised or they could feel bony or something. But here it almost sounds like I almost imagine them as like being like lightweight, almost like plates sort of, you know, or, or yeah. something, you know, that it says well, it clatters. So right. like in my mind, that says, that sounds like a metal or, you know. Yeah, almost like maybe what a, a reindeer on a roof. <laughs> yeah, a rose such a clatter. A <laughs> rose such a clatter. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking more along the lines of like a um, license plate. You know, like if you yeah. drop a license plate. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I can hear the noise. Um, he actually Mickey actually gets pretty upset. He opens the box and he yells at his entourage to leave. Um, and he calls dancer some bad words. Um, and he's like, uh, wants to know how he got those, you know. Um, he says, two golden wings of the sigils of a gold clatter onto the table. Dancer sits. we want to make our boy here into a gold. So now we find them. that's the mission. They've, they've been talking that about this whole chapter. That is the mission. Yeah. Your mission, should you, you choose, choose to, to accept c- it. it? Um, uh, I think that's. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, I forgot to mention that earlier. Do you want to mention it on the next one about chapter 11? <laughs> no. <laughs> there's two things I forgot to mention. Um, so, yeah, we find out at the end what the mission is. Um, but there's something I forgot I want to talk about at the beginning of the chapter. They start off with this story. Um, he tells at the very beginning of the chapter the story of a um, girl he knew. She was married at 15. And she loved her husband a lot, and her husband got burnt in the mines, right. and then it got infected. Right. And so, because he because she was a lambda, is that what he is? Lambda? Yes. Yes. He was a lambda, so they didn't have medicine. The gammas did have medicine, so she slept with a gamma mm-hmm. to get the medicine for her husband to heal his festering wounds mm-hmm and when her husband got better he was so upset by what happened that he went and killed the gamma right and then he said well you know the rest of the story basically the girl's not alive and neither is the guy neither is the lambda husband so right. uh and of course that creates all this um well no she's dead yeah i, I guess it doesn't uh, say that he's dead r- right but it says that she's dead. Right. I'm guessing that they hung him for killing the Gamma. Probably, yeah. And she's also dead. And you find out this was his cousin. Right. Um, Uncle Nero's daughter. Right. Um, and it was interesting to think about, like he said, all that for some medicine. The society, and he's like saying this because the society has all of this city covering Mars. You know, all these resources, you know, people, you know, flying around with flagons of wine Mm -hmm. and not a flagon. flagons yeah that's a flagon (laughs) i could could tell (laughs) he doesn't even say flagons (laughs) but i did and um it's a better picture is there anything else that is sold in flagons (laughs) or just wine (laughs) i think i've seen water in a flagon but okay (laughs) it it, now flagon just sounds like a weird word flagon flagon (laughs) flagon (laughs) um anyways there's all this happening in the in on mars and then you have the society withholding medicine from one group of reds so that they create this um dispute between other ones who have the medicine and to cause all this all these issues between these low reds just to keep them down it's like all this when you have all these resources you could easily so easily provide medicine for everybody Mm-hmm. And you would think you would want to to keep them working, but in actuality it's more and like it's better for them to be disputing so they're like um competing against each other. Mm-hmm. So it's just weird. Um it says someplace about um if violence is their if violence is the gold's sport sport, then manipulation is their art form or right. something like that. Yep. Um and so, yeah, that's like you find out more and more through the books how manipulative the Golds are. Right. Um, so that's just an interesting story um, to say, like how that was like a huge deal in the in the Red Society. Mm-hmm. This whole issue, like families broken apart, people being killed, and then there's a guy flying around around with a flag and a wine, <laughs> does have a care in the world. Um, and I also noted that since I thought two chapters ago that dancer didn't didn't deny being a uh, terrorist he finally says in this chapter he's an empire breaker right not a terrorist right um there's a big difference because you have to destroy the empire from within before you can destroy it from without there's Uh, a fire inside the house (laughs) (laughs) is that a song well it's from hamilton oh yeah it's from it must be in the second half yeah it's from washington's on your side (laughs) if if jordan was here she could wrap it for you she's not no unfortunately jordan (laughs) um yeah so at the yeah we already talked about that very end see the sigils so they want to make darrow into a gold it, you're mad. I don't think we truly know what that means yet. And we find out here in the next couple chapters or several chapters. I don't know. We, we find about, out in the next one. Yep. Yeah. How different it is to turn a red into a gold. Right. It's a little more than just hair dye and makeup. Right. So, yep. It's a little more than like a Miss Congeniality type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> just a smidge. Yeah. Maybe my, like a Princess Diaries type of transformation. Yeah. That's a little closer. Yeah, I mean, she had to deal with all that hair. Yeah, so much hair. Can you imagine having frizzy hair? Oh my goodness. (laughs) I hope he still has his hands afterwards. (laughs) Strong hands. (laughs) Look my hands. (laughs) My hands, Luke, my hands. (laughs) All right, and that is the end of chapter 10. Next chapter is 11, called Mad. Mad. I bet he's mad. Like, Do you think someone's angry, or do you think someone's crazy? I don't know. Depends on if they're British. (laughs) You're mad. (laughs) I say. I say, good chap. (laughs) Are you mad? (laughs) No, I'm not angry at all. Uh, Thanks, Matt, for joining. Yeah, thanks for having me. See you next week on Sword Star Wars Book Club. Be safe, be courteous. Bye. Bye.